Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that turns the dial of history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at a bizarre footnote in TV history, the day when UK networks made the task of putting the kids to bed a lot harder than it used to be. The day was February 16th, 1957. British TV broadcasters broke the toddler's truce by adding an extra hour of evening programming. For the last 11 years, the BBC had aired nothing but a test pattern during the 6 o'clock hour. Then, after 60 TV-free minutes, the broadcast would resume with the evening shows. That nightly break in programming was known colloquially as the toddler's truce. It was instituted in the post-war years as a way for parents to pry their kids away from the TV screen and get them ready for bed. But by 1957, the landscape of British television had changed dramatically, and the country's paternalistic approach to broadcasting began to fall away. British citizens got to enjoy television for only a few years before the Second World War took it away. On September 1st, 1939, the UK's only TV broadcaster, the BBC, suspended all programming. That was done in an effort to preserve national secrecy, as it was thought that Germany might be able to pick up British TV signals and gain valuable intel from news broadcasts. It's unlikely that would have been the case, but the UK took no chances. British television remained off the air for the duration of the war. TV broadcasting didn't resume until June 7, 1946, and when it did, the BBC was still the only game in town. Being the nation's only option for television imbued the broadcaster with a sense of social responsibility. After all, its programming was funded not by advertising, but by the sale of TV licenses to viewers. 
The BBC owed it to the public, then, to provide quality programming for each member of the family. Children's programming was a large part of that equation, but there was always the problem of how to transition from daytime kids' shows to the more adult fare of evening TV. Some members of the British government worried that kids might keep watching after the switch and wind up seeing something inappropriate. That may seem like a problem for parents to solve, but the government decided not to leave that to chance either. Instead, it made a new policy requiring the BBC to air nothing at all between 6pm and 7pm each evening. The idea was that the break would act as a kind of buffer zone between programming blocks. It would also give parents 60 distraction-free minutes before the grown-up shows began. Enough time, as Time Magazine put it, to wring out their moppets and put them to bed. The Toddler's Truce was introduced shortly after the BBC resumed broadcasting in 1946, and it continued every night for the next decade. Initially, audiences didn't mind the policy. The country had just gone without television for nearly seven years. An hour of dead air in the evening was a small price to pay to have it back again. Plus, the BBC had only ever broadcasted for a limited number of hours each day anyway. Viewers were used to having stretches of time when nothing was on TV, so accepting the 6 o'clock hour as one of them was an easy adjustment. Of course, some members of the public and the government felt the policy was overbearing, but for the most part, their opposition went ignored. That began to change, though, in 1955, with the arrival of the UK's second broadcaster, Independent Television, or ITV. In contrast to the BBC's public broadcasting model, ITV relied on advertising to fund its programming. Despite that difference, ITV was still bound by the same broadcasting policies as its competitor, including the toddler's truce. For the BBC, going dark for an hour each night was no big deal. In fact, it actually saved them money, since the station didn't need to produce programming to fill that time. But for ITV, it was just the opposite. An hour without shows was an hour without commercials, and therefore an hour of lost income. ITV argued that the policy gave an unfair advantage to the BBC, and so urged the government to do away with it. In 1956, ITV found a powerful ally for that fight in Charles Hill, Britain's new recently appointed Postmaster General. Broadcasting policy fell under his purview, and he had never been a fan of the toddler's truce. Hill thought the nightly blackout was heavy-handed and paternalistic. He later maintained that, quote, it was the responsibility of the parents, not the state, to put their children to bed at the right time. With that in mind, Hill tried to broker a compromise in late 1956, suggesting that the programming break be cut down to just 30 minutes. When the BBC refused, the issue was taken up by Parliament, which eventually abolished the policy altogether. The toddler's truce came to an end on Saturday, February 16, 1957, when both ITV and the BBC resumed 6 o'clock programming. The BBC's first show that night technically started at 6.05 and was titled, appropriately enough, The 6.5 Special. It was a rock and roll jukebox show meant to appeal to a young audience. 
it apparently did the job well, too, since even though it was originally scheduled to air for just six weeks, it ultimately ran for a full two years. The 6-5 special also established the model followed by future British music shows, including the long-running Top of the Pops. BBC stations continued to cease broadcasting between 6.15 and 7pm on Sundays, around the time of evening church services. And from Monday to Friday, the 6-7 slot was filled by a new, less formal news show called Tonight. Believe it or not, watching TV at 6 o'clock didn't lead to the disillusion of British families. In fact, hardly anyone seemed to mind the change at all. The BBC had braced itself for a major backlash from parents, but according to a company spokesman, the network received just six complaints about the change. That was regarded as a, quote, negligible public protest, proving that the era of the toddler's truce was well and truly over. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback you'd like to share, feel free to send it along by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.